Welcome to Sharpen the Iron Podcast, where it is my job to share with you tools, lessons, inspiration, and ideas to help you sharpen your iron mind, empowering you to go out and walk with God day by day to maximize your life. Today we are talking about how eventually the water tastes the same. So what's being explored is just appreciating what we have and where we're at, humbly embracing ourselves and lives in our lives and life and what we should focus on. So eventually the water tastes the same. This came to me, um, funny enough, while I was drinking water, um, this phenomena, this idea, and it took me a little while to be able to kind of put it together into words and break it down a bit, but I got to the point where I put it together and eventually the water tastes the same. That's what I came up with. But this has been something that has been, it's a long time coming. And what I mean by that is that I've noticed, like anybody else, that when you go somewhere new or a different place and drink the water, you can tell it tastes different than what you're used to, right? So this happened when I uh, went to college and moved from my hometown with my well water to Ames, Iowa, with the city water um, that I was drinking there, as well as the water, which was in Huxley, which was even further south. Um, So honestly, I was drinking kind of two different types of water when I had first moved to Ames. And right away, I could tell a huge difference. And it kind of grossed me out. I wasn't a big fan of the water at either place because I just wasn't used to it. However, as I continued to drink it every day, it grew on me. I no longer felt like I was having to deal with it, but I actually started to enjoy it both the water at work and in my apartment. It just took me time, but eventually it came. It became the new norm. It was nothing new for me. What grossed me out and bothered me a month or two previously, I began to actually enjoy and be grateful for, honestly look forward to. So this doesn't just apply to water, but everything in our lives. So then I had also thought of a concept I had recently learned about called the hedonic treadmill. It's a theory, actually, which states that people repeatedly return to their baseline level of happiness regardless of what happens to them. For example, if you are living in a shack and all you're dreaming about is that mansion, the new car, the dream life out there, and you're, you're delaying your happiness, you're saying, this is going to make me happy and fill me up. That's when my life will begin. That's when things will be different. You're delaying your life till then. So you've created this void in the present moment as if something is missing. You're not satisfied with what you have because you want something out there because you continue to say that your life is out there. So you've created this void, which we all know that void. We all know that feeling where you just are not satisfied with what you have or where you're at. And you feel a bit of this emptiness within. But then you get you go from that shack and you eventually get that thing that you're striving for. You get the mansion, the new car, the promotion, you know, whatever it may be in your life. You get that thing. You're happy. Everything's good. And that happiness, it spiked for a period of time. You know, it went through the roof. You were so excited to get what you wanted. But eventually, the water tastes the same. Your happiness returns to a baseline level, like the hedonic treadmill theory stated that 
I'm going back to it, which states that people return to their baseline level of happiness regardless of what happened to them. So your happiness returns to a normal level. Now all of a sudden, a new car comes out. There's a higher position at work that you want. There's a bigger, nicer, newer house down the street that you want. And the thing that you really wanted previously that you now have is now the new norm. It's nothing new. And all of a sudden, that's going to make you happy again. That will fill you up. You create another void in your life because you, you put off your life to something out there. And it can happen the opposite way as well, where you have it all, let's say. You have the mansion, the job, the car. Then you lose it. And now you're living in the shack. Obviously, you're not going to have that spike in happiness, but it's maybe more of the decrease in happiness but the hedonic treadmill theory, eventually, right, this theory comes back and your, your happiness returns. The water's going to taste the same. Just as the mansion was your norm, you got used to it, the same thing happens with the shack. It becomes the new norm. Your happiness returns to this baseline level. And I think this is very important to become aware of and know because if you're striving for something or to do something, then you're always, in a sense, focused on something out there because you're goal-oriented, right? So you are focused on achieving that thing. And in a sense, you're delaying, you're saying, I'll have it all once I get that thing. The things you want to achieve, it, it keeps you focused on a goal in front of you, which is great because you do continue to grow and work hard and show up. But eventually, if you do keep striving, you're going to get it. And if you delayed feeling happy and loving life till you got it, then it's going to let you down. Because again, as you continue to go and strive, there will be something new you don't have, something new you're having to strive for. The problem with goals, the goals are good, but what happens when you achieve a goal? Now all of a sudden there's a problem because now you need a new goal. You know, that person who had was so focused on graduating college, on graduation day, they're on top of the world. But the next day, they're a broke, unemployed person in debt, right? So they were on top of the world for a day, but now they need a new goal because eventually the water's going to taste the same. So knowing this, what do we do? What do we do with this information? Personally, to me, it really means that we must appreciate where we are because there's always more. There's always going to be more. And I think we must stay we must be at peace, yet we must continue to show up and keep working. You're, you're at peace but never satisfied because there's, we want to continue to grow and learn, right? It's being humble and not outsourcing our happiness, our fulfillment, our lives onto something in the future or some new thing that we want to get. It's not outsourcing what we must find within. And it means enjoying the journey not so focused on the outcomes. It's not about, it's focused on training and not winning the race because the race is never going to end. You win this race, but there's always another race. But each and every day, we can focus on just appreciating training and being where we're at, focusing on the day. That's all it is. It's being present. It's realizing it's not what we have externally that should determine if we are happy and fulfilled because it's about who we are and what's within. Because the external is going to change, and it's always changing. You know, if you are dependent in a relationship, 
if you're trying to find happiness in another person, the problem with that is that person could be someone today, but something could, could happen where they're a completely different person tomorrow. And if they're not the person you found happiness in today, then you're going to be left high and dry. You're going to be let down, forever let down, if we continue to outsource our happiness in our lives. Your family's going to let you down. Everyone you love will pass away. Your health will fail you. Your car will break down. The job you will find, the job will find someone better to replace you. The bottom of the bottle is always dry. That bag of chips at the bottom is always empty. The high always has a come down. And it's not a reason, I don't think, to be cynical or nihilistic either. Because if we look at it through the lens of love, it changes it, everything. It frees us because it's not about having more or achieving more, but just being here. Focusing not on the outcomes, but just doing the work, doing the training. That's what we should enjoy. Being present with the person across from you. Being present with everything you have and appreciating everything we have. And I'm not good at this. I'm constantly working to get better at this. Just focusing on your breath, feeling the energy within, and just being present here now. Because, and again, there's so many distractions that pull us away from the present moment. Our minds are wandering. Our phones are always there. There's always something begging for our attention. And it's focusing on not what we have, what we not focusing on what we have, not on what we don't have, because there's always going to be more. It's just humility to let go of ourselves, to see how rich we truly are, regardless of what else could be out there. Because happiness can be found here. And if we put it on something out there, we will forever be chasing. And when you're chasing, something else is running. And again, I think it goes back to what Paul tells us, to not focus on what is seen, but what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary, and it's not our lives. Our true lives are found within, with God. Because He will never change, nor fail, nor forsake us. Like, if you go from the shack to the mansion, yeah, your external changed, the temporary changed, what is seen changed. But what remains the same is God and you. You, the person you are within, is the thing that carries with you throughout those things. Because eventually the water tastes the same. But the salt never loses its flavor. God never loses his flavor. And there's a never-ending journey with him. And that's what gives our lives meaning and purpose. Like there's never that point where we got it all figured out. And so it's not about getting somewhere or going somewhere, but being here. It's not about where you're at and what you have. It's who you are. Again, because that's the thing that's going to carry with you through it all. Like I could be in a gas station here in Humboldt, Iowa, where I live, or I could be in a gas station in California. Yeah, the external changed, but who I am that's what carried with me. That's what stayed true through that. And so what we truly have resides within. That's what's real. That's what we must focus on. And it's freeing because we don't have to keep working to get that thing out there. We can just continue to improve what's within in here and enjoy where we're at. And if you're not happy with where you're at, you have to set something, you have to set at least an aim, have an aim and strive towards that aim and continue to strive towards that, and then just enjoy the process, the training, the journey, the work you're putting in, not focusing on the outcomes. I heard once that you should make the goal the habit, not the result. You know, if I set this goal to 
if I set a goal that I want to lose 100 pounds, then I'm constantly, I'm focused on losing the 100 pounds, right? But if I set <clears throat> my goal, the habit that I want to get 20,000 steps in a day, then that's something I can focus on each day and that I can strive towards each day and be present with each day versus focusing on the 100 pounds. It's just like I'm, I'll be happy once I get the 100 pounds instead of each day I can strive towards 20,000 steps, right? And if we make that the goal, then it just changes it. We focus on the day and the adventure, the journey, the present moment before us, and we just must humbly embrace that because our lives are only ever here. And the only ever place, the only place we'll ever find his presence is in the present moment. Eventually the water tastes the same. Work to be at peace with what you're what you, what you have and where you're at because there's always more. And if you continue to play outsource your happiness in your life, life, you'll forever be let down. So thank you guys for listening. I hope this helped you find some peace or reframe the way you are looking at something in your life. And much love, sharpen the iron.